Well, we're in the last month of 2020, and whew, what a relief. People are saying 2020 was an epic fail, and uh, someone composed a few clips of what 2020 is actually like. Uh, it's sometimes people say it's like this. And this. And this. Oh my God. And somebody actually came out with uh, Barbie version 2020, and here you go. So we could all use a little bit more joy in life, and we're doing 40 Days of Joy because we just want to end 2020. We want to end this thing with, with joy. Um, and now with the new restrictions that are coming out, boy, we need more joy than ever. Today, I'd like us to spend a few minutes talking about finding joy in others. I mean, finding joy in other people, like people in your family, like your in-laws. Um, yeah, your in-laws. And, and that's tough, isn't it? I mean, I mean it, it can be really hard. How come? Well, because sometimes people drive us absolutely nuts. Um, in fact, your worst frustrations, our worst frustrations as people... Oftentimes, actually, are people, people around us. And our most frustrating come, times come with people that we're related to or people around us, cranky people, annoying people, bossy people, moody people, people whose masks don't cover their noses, and people um, who actually have a meatloaf recipe that you have to try. A guy in the Bible is writing, and he says this, I take great joy and encouragement from your love. Now, I want that. I want to be able to look at anybody, everybody, and say, I take great joy and I take great encouragement from your love. Instead of people being a pain, we want them to be a joy. We want to find our source of joy in other people around us. I want time spent with them to be a joy. I want, when I think about them, it to be a joy. We're going to show a really cute clip, and uh, you'll all say at the end of it, aww, and this will kind of help get you into the mood of what we're going to be spending the next few minutes talking about. Cute, huh? Wasn't that sweet? Hey, this is really true. Uh, God actually made you to find joy with other people. He really did. God's design for your life, my life, our life, is that we would find joy in other people. Way, way back early in the Bible, the Bible says this, The Lord said it's not good for man to be alone. He looked at Adam in the garden and saw that he was alone. And so what did God do? He made what? He made Labrador retrievers. But that wasn't quite enough. And, and God made another what? He made another person. God's design was for us not to be alone, but to interact to have relationship, to have connection with other people around us, to know and be known, to love and, and to be loved. And Adam and Eve had joy in being known. There were no games they played. There was no pretend. They were completely open to one another. And, and I guess I would like to say never, ever, ever underestimate the value of having others in your life. Never do that. Because you were made for that. 
You and I were made to have other people in our life. And for that relationship to become and be a joy. Now, the problem with that is not only were we made for other people, but we are also fallen people. And my fallenness bumps up against your fallenness and my problems bump up against your problems and my annoying habits bump up against your annoying habits. And therefore, the relationship that we want to be so filled with joy, it isn't. And it becomes a hassle and it becomes a strain. John Ortberg wrote a book, a great title. It's called Everybody's Normal Until You Get to Know Them. And that's really true. You seem normal. Probably there are things in your life that aren't so normal. I might seem normal or not to you. I might seem normal to you until you what? Until you get to know, to know me. You meet people and they seem fairly normal and fairly reasonable and in their right mind, and then you get to know them, and they have the little things that begin to seep out, don't they? I mean, those little things that are there and needing to keep food separate on their plate when they're eating, or they don't put the dishes in the dishwasher correctly, or they drive weird, or they have annoying habits, or they give away movie endings. And all of a sudden, you begin to realize over time their temper, their moodiness, their sensitivity. They're a little bit too touchy. They talk too much. And it begins to kind of, it kind of grates on you. It gets under your skin. And then we find most of our energy is not in the joy of connection, but actually our energy is drained in real frustration, wishing they were a little bit different here or just a, a, a lot more of this or a lot less of the other. And we start getting into the if-onlys, you know, the if-only. If only this person was like this, they'd be a whole lot easier to live with. If only they, they didn't do that, it would be a, a lot easier for us to spend time together. If only, you know, if, if only. Okay? Um, so how do we get to that flat-out joy of, you know, you've got a friend in me? How do we get to that? And how can we cut out all the judgmentalism and criticism that, that keeps us from enjoying others? And how do we get to the point where we can really get the joy that we're supposed to have with, in the people around us? And here is where Jesus helps us by both modeling and also by teaching. First of all, here's what we can do. We have to start looking at people the way that God does. We have to look at them exactly the way that God does. The one thing I love about the Bible is it reveals not only Jesus' teaching, but also his real-life encounters with real-life people. And you may have heard of this story, and it's one of those stories in which you just get a great mental picture. And I'm going to read uh, a, a part of this story. It starts out this. It says, Jesus entered Jericho, and he made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, and he climbed up a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass this way. Now, do you get the image in your head? I mean, do you kind of just see it in, in your mind? 
a guy named Zacchaeus, and we find out from what it says a few things. He was short, he was rich, and he was a tax collector, and he was good at, at climbing trees. Now, now, I would not find joy in a guy like Zacchaeus. I don't think I'd like him very much. Um, first of all, he made a ton of money off of people, uh, that his own countrymen and people in his own city. I don't like people that take advantage of other people. Um, it also tells me he was trying to see over the crowd and the people wouldn't let him see. It means that they were kind of blocking him out. I don't think anybody in town liked him very much. Um, I assume because of that, he was arrogant and bitter and angry. Um, I don't think anybody liked him. I'm not sure I would like him. I'm not sure if I were around him, I'd just say, hey, I can't wait to see Zacchaeus. There's a great Bible principle, and it says this. So from now on, we don't think of anyone from a human point of view. And that means we don't look at people the way we used to. We don't look at and we shouldn't look at people the way that we used to look at them. Now, how do we usually measure people or how did we used to measure people? Well, a lot of times it's, it's the color of their skin or their income level or their personality or the clothes they wear or their personality. Um, and here is one. We oftentimes will look at people and ask the question, do they enhance my life or are they a bother to my life? Because I will value you based on whether you enhance my life, make my life better, and make my life easier, or whether you make my life harder and more difficult. Do you make my life easier? Do you make my life harder? You know, if, if they would just wash their car once in a while, I wouldn't have to look at it across the street being all dirty. Or if they didn't have bad coffee breath, or if they'd get with a program, or if they'd dress their age, or if they weren't so conservative, or if they weren't so liberal, or if they weren't libertarian, or if they weren't so vegan, or Second Amendment right person, or, 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 or. And all of a sudden, we begin to look at, and we begin to see the faults and the flaws in other people, and they begin to grate on us. It makes my life harder. And joy is just sucked out of us when we look at them from an earthly perspective. Well, what does it mean we're not supposed to see them from a human point of view? What it means is we now begin to look at them through God's eyes, the way that God would see them. Last week, we, we talked about um, finding joy in ourselves, the way God created us and made us. And we look at the intricacies of, of, of our creation and the, the skills God gave us and the tendencies that we have because God made us perfect and right. In fact, the verse that we shared, it's in the Bible, it says that we are God's masterpiece. We are his workmanship, his masterpiece. And he's created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. If we're his masterpiece, then what? They are due. And if God wanted someone like us in this world, exactly like us, then we got to say that God wanted someone exactly like them in this world too. And he has a place and a plan for them as them to be in this place, in this world. And their uniqueness allows them to have a place and a purpose and a niche to fill that God only has for them. 
Okay, the next thing. We need to realize the problem with others is most likely the problem with me. And this one is really true. The Bible would say this, not a single person on, on earth is always good and never sins. And I want to say, you know, see, there it is. You know, it's talking about them. There it is. It's talking about that person right there. But as soon as I read that, it also describes another person and it's describing me. There is a great verse about loving each other. It says this, love bears all things. It believes all things, hopes all things. It endures all things. And if I'm not doing that with others, the problem is not about them. The first problem is about me. That whole thing that Jesus said about, and it's a famous saying, he says, you know, the speck in the log, how can you see, how can you see the, the speck in your brother's eye or in the other person's eye when you've got a big log sticking out of your own eye? Um, in my eye, there would be a lack of love for the other person. Yeah, the other person may boast about their meatloaf recipe way too many times, and I might get so annoyed with it that I don't want to hope and believe and endure, I won't want to love them. The problem is not with them and their crazy meatloaf recipe. The problem is with me and my lack of love for them and my lack of patience for them. Once freed from needing them to meet my expectations and my standards and my agenda for their life, I'm able to enjoy them and find joy in who they are. It says this, when Zacchaeus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest at your home today. If I was sitting in the crowd, standing there in the crowd, I would say, what in the world? This guy? Zacchaeus? Him? Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Okay, last thing. Help unlock who God made him to be. Here's this verse again. Your love, dear brother, has brought me great joy, much encouragement. You have cheered the hearts of all of God's people. We, begin, we can begin to see how God and why God made them. You know, we get back to Zacchaeus, and Jesus said, I'm having lunch at your house. It's your house I'm going to. All the people saw this, and they began to mutter, hey, he's, got, he's gotten to be the guest of a sinner. I mean, he's gotten to be a guest of the most annoying guy in town. And that's how they saw him. Listen, listen how Jesus is able, by his love and belief, joy in Zacchaeus is able to unlock some things in Zacchaeus's heart. It says this, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. If I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Because of Jesus' steadfast 
belief and enduring love and patience and care, seeing him as a real person, he was now unlocked to be who God made him to be. How? By Jesus' acceptance and Jesus' love. I, I, I just can't help thinking how well that lunch must have gone. How much joy must have been in that household. I think how much joy must have been in Jesus' heart when he saw Zacchaeus, someone that no one even liked very much, turn his heart around. Life is just too short, and the gift of people around you is too important not to have joy in every single person. I mean, in their uniqueness and in their personality. And you can spend your time. I mean, we can spend our time looking for the bad and for the weird and for the annoying, which is really is nothing more than me trying to see myself better, or I can begin to see them God's way, created, unique, and special. And, and if joy comes from within, it comes from my within, then my within has to be altered. I have to alter the inside part of me and the way I look at people, the way I treat people, the way I consider people. And unless my inside is altered, then believe it or not, I'm out of God's power to prevent me from being miserable. Unless the inside of our lives are, are changed and altered, we actually move ourselves away from God's power and God's ability to prevent us from being miserable. And that's why we say again and again, let God's life come inside you. Because that's where the joy comes. It comes from the inside. And, 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 and boy, maybe, maybe we find, you found your status in being able to put people down or find the flaw in that person or find that nuance, that characteristic that can somehow make you feel better about yourself. I hate to say it, it's a cheap way of feeling good about yourself, and you know it. Instead, we can find delight in the uniqueness of every person and find actually strength and then enjoy in how God made them and created them. It is possible to have joy in others. It's, it's a God work. It's a God work. And maybe... Boy, maybe you've just been burdened the last few months or weeks or since Thanksgiving with just the way that your attitude has been towards somebody. Or maybe it's just simply you're tired of not finding joy in people. The critical heart that's beginning to kind of create a, a hard varnish over your heart. I'm going to invite you right now, if you would, to maybe bow with me. Because I believe in a God who changes us from within. A God who really wants to work in your life and in your heart. And so I'm going to throw a question out at you. Who is it that right now you think is a, just a pain, hard for you to love? You find no joy in their presence. Who's your tough case? 
someone that you really struggle with loving, understand that God made them. God loves them. Do you? Can you, right now, say, God, I believe you made them. I believe that you created them the way that they are. I believe right now it's my role to learn how to love them, be patient with them, to bring out the best in them, to overlook the challenges. Because, God, maybe they are the way they are because I have not loved them enough and they've never seen love displayed to them. And so make me that instrument to show them love. Would you pray for them? Would you ask God to protect you from finding any fault and flaw in their life or in anyone's life that you would see the good part that God made? So, Father, I pray, God, Lord, help us. Help us to look with delight and joy at every single unique creature, creature you've made. Change us and change us from within. Thank you for your love for us, that you saw us as broken, weird, odd, not normal people. And you reached out and you grabbed onto us. And we thank you in Jesus' name.